You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. It's time for the Geeks Pub. I'm Tim Robertson, joined by David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. Merry Christmas Eve. <laughs> mm. As we record this, it's yeah. um, the day before Christmas. Uh, when you get to be my age, you know, yay. Um, my, my wife said to me, she said, I haven't bought you anything. I said, it's fine. Don't bother. Yeah. It's, that's what you. That's what life does to you. When you're a kid, you're so excited. And so yep. you're in your 50s, you're like, just don't bother. Yeah. My uh, eldest came early. She came uh, during early last week. And... Uh, I had all her presents sent to her house in Chicago. Yeah. And she brought hers here for me and, you know, Julie and the kids and all that. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, she asks every year what I want. And I always say T-shirts. So I got some cool T-shirts. Right. That's good enough for me. That's, you know, I like T-shirts, so. Yeah, well, we, you know, my 14-year-old daughter, we bought her clothes. Yeah. And then I took I took her to see Hamilton um, and I bought her a very expensive merch hoodie from hamilton so that so that kind of dealt with her my son i bought um i got actually got him home his favorite arcade game is galaga so i bought got him a quarter arcade galaga which is very oh that's cool her. and that is very that's quite a nice present and i, I got a, got that for a steal as well i got it for half price so yeah galaga is a good one i always yep. like galaga and uh for anyone who's never seen the quarter arcades they they are what they sound like they are literally a quarter size yep uh copy of the original arcade game I have the original a Tempest. There. Yeah. Yeah, they do some cool ones. They have a, a new one that I just saw reviewed with the with the Tersel's fighting game. Yeah. That I, I really want, but it's quite kind of expensive. It's only two um, player though, isn't it? Uh no, no they've got four player on really? there. And they um and they have huh. uh they've got USB ports on it as well, so you can plug controllers in so you can, yeah. four people can play around it. Because you couldn't play around a quarter size arcade. Well that's what I mean. That's why I figured it was only two player. I was like, <laughs> the hell are you gonna get four players around that little yeah. thing? No, they've got four players and they, they will sell you extra game pads if you if you want them or you can use your own. So uh, interesting. Numskull who does those is a cool little company that does these. It's it's a great idea because they are much better quality than the um, a lot of the arcade machine copies you see knocking around. So uh, they're pretty cool. That and they got the light up marquee and all the graphics on the side and everything like that. That's so. that's you want the experience. Yeah. I mean, exactly. if you're going to do it, do it right. It, there's no sense in you know half-assing it. Well, they're, they're smart because they recognise that a lot, of, a lot of us have nostalgia for arcade game machines, but unlike you, many of us don't have the space to put them in our houses. <coughs> and these, these are ideal because they'll go on a shelf. Elf on you know, a shelf. They've got a little rechargeable battery in them, so you can you can take them down and play them when you want. Our, our, we mentioned Owen Rubin last week. He has a ton of them. I bet. I saw them. At, I saw them in his house. He has like a mini arcade downstairs in his basement. That has all the little quarter arcades lined up and a few other things as well. So this is um, season one, episode two of our The Bracket series, where we're looking at comic book inspired movies. And, um, you know, we can expand this as years go on. Obviously, season two, we'll probably do movies again. But we'll, you know, we could do science fiction. We could do TV series. We could do all kinds of cool things with this idea. Um, Last week, we went through uh, the first part of the first bracket and uh, came up with four winners we're going to do that again this episode but first we're going to uh, delve into the big thing that came out this week and it's on <laughs> netflix and boy a whole bunch of people seem to be really came, excited about it yeah came out is a is <clears throat> the term because it kind of dropped <laughs> yes yeah. so to back up yeah. zach schneider pitched a star wars movie to disney and well, back in the day apparently. back in the day yeah. and uh, it was um rejected yeah why we don't know so instead of doing it as got, a star wars got movie, a rough idea now yeah um because we know how great <laughs> zach schneider is with characters and stuff they he decided to create his own and i'll be honest with you i was a little excited you were more you know, excited than I was. When Zack Schneider's done stuff without using existing characters, I'll say 300. It was pretty damn good. No, but yeah, but wasn't 300 a comic book first? So actually it was existing characters. Yeah, but I mean, it was yeah. based off of a uh, kind of a fake 
historical thing. Yeah, um, I know, but the thing is, he was adapting somebody else's material. It wasn't original. Yeah, but it wasn't really well known either. No, it was. Yeah, but the point is, is, is in terms of the effort he had to put in to bring that to the screen, he had something to work from. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and something that was um, pretty well defined anyway. I would suggest that that when the the a more uh, a more illustrative example of him doing something complete off his own bat would be Sucker Punch, yeah. which was not well received, to be honest. No, and, um, but you know. I believe that was also a comic book. Was it? Mm-hmm. I, that, see that I didn't know. So there you yeah. go. We're we're one for one. Um, and then I, I actually enjoyed his Watchmen movie. I thought it was actually pretty well done. I I enjoyed the Watchmen movie, though it it had some problems that I think we're going to come back to. But um, yes, as a as a Watchmen adaptation, particularly at that time, it was pretty good. Yeah, I would it even changed, suggest that it was uh, ahead of its time a little bit. Yeah, and the changes it made to the material, I think, in the in the context of what of the way he. The way he brought it to screen made sense as yeah. well, um, because I think the you know the original, the original plot of uh, the the kind of big finale of the of the plot in the comic would not have translated that easily to the screen at that time. Though of course it has been done since. Um, so uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry, you're you're wrong. Sucker Punch was based on Snyder's original concept. Was it? I thought it was a comic book. No, his first film based mm. on an original concept, and I think this this kind of leads you down oh to i'm where thinking we're of that to. i'm thinking of that one where uh he oh what is the name of it army of the dead no no there was an it's not him it's a it's another uh kick-ass that's what i was thinking of kick-ass yeah, yeah kick-ass based based on a comic comic. Book, yeah. yeah but the sucker punch for no was all his own ideas and i thought sucker punch show. was terrible it was terrible uh it was incoherent it style over substance didn't make a lot of sense uh and here we are rebel moon so the the trailers made it look pretty good you could definitely see the star wars influence that this was going to be a star wars but then you know what i'm just going to kind of make it my own thing um but but what did i say yeah well i said i i it wasn't so much the trailer for me it was the pre-press he did where he he talks he talks about how he brought this thing together and i said this sounds like to me like it's cinematic sewage. Yeah, and, and you it said is. I won't, I won't judge Spo- it till I watch. Spoiler Con- alert: It's sewage. <laughs> it I, it I think, plays like a really a bad, bad B movie. You, you know what? I first when it first started, it reminded me very much of um, a Roger Corman sci-fi B movie mm-hmm. um, called Battle Beyond the Stars. Do you remember that one? I do. I can see that. With, yeah, that one and. Battle Beyond the Stars was basically a space remake of the Magnificent Seven, which in itself was a space was a, a Western Seven remake Samurais. of the Seven Samurai. Um, and Battle Beyond the Stars has kind of got a bit of a cult status over the years. Very cheesy, um, you know, uh, lots of TNA and and all of that sort of stuff, which is Corman was known for. But the thing is, I, I'm. Corman um, did some terrible, terrible movies. This one, because of the cast he had, actually wasn't that bad. He had, um, what's his name? The guy played John Boy um, in The Waltons as the lead. Um, He had a couple of up-and-coming actresses in it who weren't too bad. They had a a really great character actor as the bad guy. They had George Pippard and Robert Vaughn. Robert Vaughn was basically reprising his role from The Magnificent Seven. Um, and even with the cheesy effects and everything, it was actually a pretty good movie. Um, this is worse than Battle Beyond the Stars. And Battle Beyond the Stars was a low-budget B-movie. And this, so, was, this was not. They spent a lot of money on this. So my, my first question is, how the hell are orcs from Lord of the Rings in this show? <laughs> well, when I say they kind of look like, no, they're identical. No, they, well, so, they completely lifted everything about the orcs. And Well, they, well that, that's the first problem as soon as you watch, start watching this right from the first scene where you see the farm girl who's played as a farm girl kind of very luke skywalker-esque on the desert planet tilling a field and in the background instead of twin suns there's a big big planet with rings around it yep. and 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 it, it sticks in your face the references this basically this the, what, what he's done here is he's taken star wars he's taken um lord of the rings he's taken um 
every whole lot of, every every trope you can think of. Yeah, a whole lot of stuff from the Warhammer Warhammer universe, or basically the the bad guys are Warhammer. It's big, kind of floating dread. They even call them dreadnought spaceships. They've kind of got the big boots and the stupid swords and the armor and all of this sort of thing. You know, then you've got a whole bunch of of. Uh, I mean, the 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 head guy dresses like a Nazi. I mean, just just. Just in case you weren't sure whether he was a bad guy or yeah, not, yeah, we'll make him he, a Nazi. I mean, he lo- he looks like a Nazi officer because that's how he's dressed. You know, um, the the farmers, despite the fact they live in a technological world, <laughs> use metal implements like axes and plows and, and that horses. sort of thing. Yeah, they live on a planet with a spaceport, but they live out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, tilling the field by hand. It's and it's a very small, very small town. Yeah, village. twenty people, village, thirty yeah. people. Yeah, thirty people. And somehow, people. <laughs> the the space Nazis are going to make <laughs> them supply them with some food to what yeah. to, to feel to feed a barrack. I mean, exactly. It it, it makes no sense why they These would come guys, down. Well, they, well even it costs whole... more money in 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 gasoline for them to land at the village than they'll exactly. ever get food out of this little the nothing. Pre- the whole premise, is, for a start, we the, the, the premise, which we're told by, uh, of course, instead of text on the screen like uh, Lucas did it, we're told by, by um, soporific voiceover. We're told that there's a, a king and a queen, right? And, and they conquered the universe because they destroyed all their own planet. So you may think, okay, the king and the queen are the bad guys here. yeah because right but then it turns out they were killed by even more bad guys who were even worse than the king and queen were yeah. and now everybody thinks about oh, well the good old days with the king and queen and then you've got some robots who uh, fought for the king and queen so basically subjugated the universe but you're meant to feel good about the robots because when the king and queen were murdered they put down their weapons and stopped fighting yeah right so that they're, they're just slightly less bad than the bad guys yeah and the bad guys are really bad they are your stereotypical that what well, they seem to be infinitely resourced they just you know come across to destroy things ha, have i ever it's, seen a movie where bad guys come into a village say hey we're going to come back you got to give us shit and then they leave, and then the village is going to rally together and make defenses. Yeah. And so when they come back, they're going to beat back the bat. Except but, this but, is a space dreadnought that could just land on the village, and it's fucking over. Well, not only that, later in the movie, you see this space dreadnought just basically laying waste to entire planets. Yes, and then they go, they go oh, right, and so we have a we have a. Um, a stranger living in the village who it turns out is a kick-ass warrior who was trained by these people yeah. we find out right so she's going to go go away and recruit the bad re- recruit the uh, good guys to yeah save somehow that she's going to go find like six or seven people and that's going to be enough to and, fight oh, no, it's made, guys. the timeline's actually laid out pretty clearly she has to do that in nine weeks yes right across the entire universe yes uh, but for, it, very fortunately wherever she goes she lands at the right place she needs to be no it's worse than that it's worse and than then that. So the, the first place she, needs she goes, to meet she goes to Tatooine. <laughs> she goes to Tatooine into a bar. No, but that bar is on the same planet as the as the planet she lives on. I know. So, so she goes. She 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 goes to the bar on Tatooine, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Moss Eisley. That's where she yeah. goes. Yeah. And then, of course, um, a guy harasses somebody, and then she steps and in a and fight. kills everyone. Yeah. There's a fight. And then this guy, he's like a smuggler, says, "Hey, I can help you." <laughs> yeah, I have a ship. I have a ship. And I happen to know exactly where we we got to make a stop first. Yeah. And oh, by the I'm, way, there's a guy here who's like our barbarian. One of our, <laughs> he's a barbarian guy. He doesn't wear a shirt over, and he's completely yeah. ripped. And uh, when they get there, oh well, he's in, he's kind of in a, a a jail situation. Some farmer has got him chained up because he owes him money for reasons. Um, and and. You know what? I'll, we don't have any money to, to bail this guy out. What can we do? Well, I tell you what. If this barbarian can uh, can Harry Potter this uh, flying bird <laughs> with a big beak, I don't know where they we'll got let that him, idea. We'll let him go. Yeah. yeah so then, so he doesn't. No. They don't. That's where the Harry Potter references stop. Except when he goes out there yeah. and bows to the freaking thing, and it's like, yeah. oh, okay, you're honorable. Um, yeah. So of course the barbarian wins. <laughs> the birds. Oh. The birds thinking. Crikey. Well, the the bird did, speaks this when, guy's language, obviously, because yeah, he just goes yeah, out and talks to yeah, him. Yeah, that's right. Talks to him, and and, and the bird's obviously thinking, when did, when did Hagrid go on a diet? Yeah, Hagrid's kind of getting <laughs> wow. Hagrid's been working out. Hagrid's ripped. 
<laughs> so then he Hagrid rides this guy, and then which he comes which back. totally rips off Avatar. Yeah, <laughs> that bit. Yep. Yeah. yeah, there's Avatar for you. And then they land, yeah. and the guy. Okay, well, you know, a bet's a bet. He won, so <laughs> good. And then they're so stupid. They're like, well, you broke him. You wrote him one time, so I can just go right up to it now. And of course, the thing kills that guy. Um, and they just fly off. They watch the bird they thing. They watch the bird kill fly, them. kill him. Uh, and they're like, yeah. yeah, okay, well, there you go. And they leave. Oh, by the way, almost no dialogue. So this yeah. new guy they picked up, you don't know why he's gone with them. No. Why? Why, uh, why did this guy go with them? Oh, yeah. strangers show up. They put my life at risk. And I'm just going to go with them now because they're fighting bad guys somewhere. So sure, I'm in. Um, yeah. And by the uh, way, by, by the way, no, he's he's shown no fighting skills at all. No, all he's none. shown is that he can fly a bird. Yeah, he can fly a he can fly a fly a big bird. That's all he can do. So they <laughs> go off. And he's then, like the Harry Potter bird whisperer. Yep. So now now they got they got Jungle Boy. Yeah. Right, Tarzan. <laughs> so now they go to a like place. Tarzan. Now they got to get uh, a cut rate Jedi. <laughs> Who's who? Of course, in a, in a in a nod to Rogue One, is is like a mysterious Asian. Yes, it's, of course, it's an Asian. Even has the hat only, thing. They on. only made it a girl, so that's okay. Yeah, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah no uh, tropes and, here, please. And and she fights the giant spider from Doctor Who for reasons. Yeah, for well, no, not reasons. She the the giant spider had kidnapped a child. Right. And so while the for, Jedi the, goes yeah, out there, the to, giant spider kidnapped the child for reasons. Right. Well, she goes out there should, to fight it. I've, I thought they should have gone, you know what? The giant spider had more motivation. They should have just recruited the giant spider. Yeah, that's she the was better kick-ass. fighter, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they were messing with the... So she goes out there and fights it, and then it's only until she's about to get her ass kicked that she actually lights her lightsabers, which she could have done from the very beginning. Yeah, well, and actually that's <clears throat> that's something that happens repeatedly in this movie, is that the supposedly kick-ass main fighter... Yeah, fights really well until for some reason they suddenly get in the position they're about to get killed and then somebody else saves them or mm-hmm. something saves them. Yeah. That happens over and over and over well, again. Well, but you're forgetting about the super slow motion every time that something <laughs> of happens. Of course, yeah. Because yeah. they have slow motion for the fights mm-hmm. and then there are certain parts of the fights where they slow it down even more. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's imp- it's impressive use of slow motion, no question. Yes. And, and somehow it's always ripped people. There's no, anyways. Yeah. So yeah. so they go to fight. She goes to fight the spider monster, and there's a bunch of people standing there with guns. Doing nothing with guns doing nothing. Yeah. Yes. So while she's fighting the spider, one of the farmers that went with her on this mission, who should who have been the main character, who doesn't have a gun, runs out there to save the baby because yeah. it got dropped. And the rest of them just stand there watching. They don't. They don't like light the spider up with their yeah. twelve guns that they've got on them. You'd have thought maybe the 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 guy, the, the Tarzan guy, they picked up on the on the previous planet might have gone. Well, here's my opportunity to show what I can do. Yeah, I could do this. I'm going to go out there and rescue. No, I'm just going to stand no. here and look. So they all stand around while the spider thing almost kills the one person they came to recruit and. Yeah. Almost kills and the then, guy that's rescuing the bit, but they just stand there. There's nothing for them to there. do. What, anyway, what, and what, and that and happens. What are you going to do? Of course, the plot the plot demands that that sword yes. lady cut rate cut rate Jedi survives, so she does. Yep. So she survives, um, and then they got to they go and they visit the set of gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a and drunken. You think, yeah, you think all oh, right? So the, and and they've been warned. Oh, that, you know, if you go there, he won't like it, right? Yeah, and of course, <laughs> when so they get you think, there. Yeah. He's drunk. He's, like, he's drunk sleeping on the, on the street. And they just clean him up and 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 uh, he's all of a sudden ripped. Yeah, and, and not only that, they clean him up, get him sober, and he says, I don't want to do this. And then she turns around and she says, No, surely you do want to do this and he goes, Oh yes, I remembered I do want to do oh, this. Yeah, I'm that's coming right. with you. I'm coming with you. <laughs> I mean he literally changes motivation on the on the, a, a single line that means nothing. Yes. And then <laughs> he's supposedly this general, but I, you never see him commanding anything. You, never, you don't. No, he, you he see never no tells skill. anybody to do anything. No. He just he's well, just there. Yeah, I'm, they, this is this is part part of the reason is that is that this um, this movie suffers from the, the 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 writing is so bad that everyone's motivations are telegraphed, um, and once you've once you've kind of supposedly got their motivations, they they decide you don't need to know anything more about them. Yep, that's um, it. Uh, now online, 
everyone's saying, oh, but this is because there's a three hour Snyder cut of this movie where everyone's motivations have a lot more depth to them. And we, you know, bad Netflix for not letting us see that. And I guarantee you, I mean, Snyder's been talking up because a three hour cut is now his like um, his leak motif. But I guarantee you. The three-hour cut won't tell you anything more no. because this is just badly written. Yeah, it's just, right? It's terrible. And just when you're having watched all of this and you're thinking, okay, we must be getting towards the third act with the big thing now. So um, presumably this will kind of cohere together. They then throw in the most non sequitur that I've ever seen because they, they've been supposedly going to find the rebels because, of course, there's a rebellion. Yeah. So you'd imagine this being a conventional ripoff of star wars that they would kind of go and somehow join the rebellion and fight with the rebellion no what they do is they meet with the rebellion the rebellion says sod off we can't fight a whole ship apparently don't know what the rebellion thinks it's going to do then and except that one half of the rebellion goes well actually no i think we can and so me and seven of my best guys are going to go with them yeah and the other side of the rebellion, because they're, they're a brother-sister duo, goes, are you sure you want to do this? And he goes, yeah, I think it's time. And she goes, oh, okay then. See, See you later. later. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And him and his seven or eight best pilots kind of join them. Yep. And you just think, okay, well, there must be more to this than that. But no. there isn't, no. And with it, literally within 20 minutes of meeting this brother leader of the br- rebellion, he pointlessly sacrifices himself, and you're meant to feel something about that. Um, but of course you don't, because you don't know who this guy is. You don't really understand why he's doing what he's doing. And then at, at that point, a character, one of his people, who you've barely noticed in the background before, yeah, she starts getting very upset that he sacrificed himself. Yeah, and you meant to you emote you, you meant to emote for her, you but care. you don't know who the hell she is. She was no. literally a background character a minute ago. Well, yeah, and but now- the guy that just sacrificed himself, let's be honest, was a background character himself. And he dies in the <laughs> dumbest way. So there's this yeah. giant ship <laughs> with a windscreen just- that's made out of the cheapest glass in the world because he literally <laughs> breaks the starship's yeah. glass, he which is meant to, to hold vacuum back. Yeah, in and interstellar punches space, through it, punches through it with a piece of metal. Yep, and then misses the guy inside, yep. who then shoots him three times in the gut. And he still and before kills him. he dies, he manages to pull the spike out and put it through the glass again and hit the guy in the head. Yep, you know, and and this is this is and all this is during- after the big betrayal when uh, the yeah. guy from Sons of Anarchy turns out. He's not really Han Solo, but he kind of he's, is because now he's a he, bad guy. He's um, wasn't the yeah he was he was he basically he they they ripped that as well from Rogue One yeah <laughs> uh, not Rogue One sorry from the second Star Wars yeah. uh, most recent Star Wars the one where they went to the casino and it turned out that the guy who was helping them was working for the Empire yeah. it's the same sort of deal yeah but uh, but he, he's dumber because well up to this point he says well because of you you inspired me so I am a bounty hunter. And this was all a big setup. And I knew where all these important people were yeah. that I could have got at any time. Oh, and by yeah. the way, now the Tarzan guy is some kind of a prince because someone called him, oh, well, you're actually so-and-so prince. And <laughs> we're supposed to go, oh, oh. but he's totally not no. really a prince. He's yeah. nothing. He, he knew where everybody was except for the girl, the lead character. Yeah. Right. Who and now is so the most he- wanted Who's apparently the most wanted person? Yeah, Yeah. but the the point is, he knew where all these other people were, and he could have gone and collected them on his own. At any time, uh, claimed seventy percent of the of the total bounty, and he wouldn't have had any of the trouble he had with this one. Uh, He didn't do that. No, he waits till divine intervention. It's it's so. Look, if I was going to do a movie and I had to use Zack Schneider, I would make him a cinematographer. No, no editing. You're not fucking getting in here and. Adding no, flair and nothing to do with production design, and even even yeah, editing because uh, no editing because of the slow motion mm-hmm. thing. The problem with this show really is that what he's done is he thinks he's been clever by taking from Warhammer and Star Wars and Gladiator. Lord of the Rings and all these things, Gladiator, and bringing it all together. He and and using Seven Samurai as a basic plot. He thinks he's been really clever because everything's going to be cool. Yep. Every scene's going to be cool. And any time it's really cool, I'm going to slow it down so you can see how cool it is. Yep. And it's all, this is going to be it's cool. A, it's a it's, movie made by a bro by, for bros. Exactly. But not only that, it's kind of like a 14-year-old comic book bro. 
yeah, who's gone, you know, I'm going to take a bit of this, I'm going to take a bit of that, put it all together, and it's going to be so cool. It's going to be the coolest <laughs> of cool things ever. But here's and the problem that I have more than anything else. At no time, no time do you care about any of these characters because there's <laughs> zero character development, zero. And I don't mean that like, well, they just didn't spend enough time. No, there's none. There's zero. You're supposed to think, okay, here's this, the main character, right? I can't even remember her name because it's completely forgettable and no one cares. Cora, which I think they stole from Avatar The Lost Eden. Probably. So here's (laughs) Cora. She starts out as a farmer uh, for... I don't know. She's there because some guy found her in a crash ship or yeah, something. Yeah, it turns out she was there in a crash ship. And right. she's got a history as being the world's biggest, the, the universe's biggest badass. Right. So you're yeah. meant to think that she's a badass. So what's her story? Oh, so these people that she loves so much that she pledged fidelity to kidnapped her as a child. Yep. That, that's how she came to be. She was kidnapped. Trained, trained Completely her. She, brainwashed. She basically, basically, she is Gamora. Yes. Is what she, she is. She was brainwashed by <laughs> the king. Right? Yeah. Thanos. Thanos. But then Thanos, <laughs> Thanos took killed. her from a planet as a child and trained her to be a deadly warrior. Yep. And then yeah, that he is gave Gamora's her the, story. the and, and so she's a kidnapped kid yeah. that's been brainwashed. But now her job is, after she proves herself, she is now in charge of keeping track of the kid's kid, or the king's yeah. kid, right? Yeah. Who has magical powers and can bring birds to life after they've been <laughs> killed somehow. Yeah. For reasons. For reason, and remember, this is the princess daughter of the king who's conquered the universe. Yeah, but is not quite as bad as the people who are going to kill him and take right. his empire over. Yeah, yeah. And then, and, tur- and they and even it, have a have a they even have a line where where he says, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a real asshole." Yeah, but my daughter seems really nice, so hopefully she'll be better than I am. Right. Not, I'm not remotely affected by the fact that I can see that and think maybe I'll be a better person. I'm just going to keep doing my asshole thing yeah and uh, hopefully when i die my daughter will be better than i yeah she'll be better because um, you <laughs> i don't understand do. then why she had any kind of loyalty to them because she admits that she was brainwashed and yeah. that they were they were uh, assholes uh, because because we find cora's story out in a series of flashbacks and presumably the flashback that explains when she turned on them is in part two I guess this so, movie because, because that's coming in eight it, because it, it's very heavily trailed at the end of this that the second part of this because it's so bad that they couldn't fit it all into one two and a half no. hour movie in the, the second part of this is is coming in april and um and of course that is the ultimate bait and switch because everybody's watching this thinking well like you know they, they everyone will be going ah oh, snyder's so clever it'll all it'll all make sense once we've seen part two, yeah, part two is going to redeem all of this. Is all the reason this doesn't make sense and seems a bit thin is because they've got to set it all up ready for part two. Part two is going to be awesome, right? And I guarantee you, part two is not going to be awesome. And it's not. No, they do the they do the trope where they're building up the defenses of the city and teaching these people how to swing swords and axes and defend themselves, even though it's a space faring <laughs> giant starship coming. It's, yeah it's so nonsense you've literally seen has um has can nuclear cannons on the side that yes. can devastate the surface of planet to ash yes right and this so, little village is gonna fight them back with little, these seven well, people well, remember they need the food well, they, <laughs> they can't they, destroy the village because no, they need they need the food, food. yeah that's true <laughs> you know the food apparently was enough to feed the whole rebellion as well because that's a plot point yeah and again you you know it's a village of 30 people yeah, and apparently this is the only place in the galaxy where you can make food. Yeah, I you guess know, so. They've got, I mean, they've got whole factory planets, this this uh, Imperium. Yeah. Um, it's, apparently they could... It, they maybe need the they grain, making weapons. I mean, let's be honest, they need the grain. They, they need the grain because they've got all of those badass soldiers to who have to rape and pillage their way through, yeah. you know, um, through the universe. And... Um, yeah, apparently, just that one farm is gonna is gonna feed them all, mm-hmm. um, allegedly. And uh, oh, well, and then and then for you know, of, of course, we see the bad guy die in a way that nobody could possibly survive because he's um, he has his teeth knocked out. Very yep. important that slow motion for the teeth. Yeah. Um, Although weirdly has, enough, he's got them back when he wakes yeah, up. Yeah, he's stabbed. He's 
stabbed through. Everyone gets stabbed in the shoulder here, or shot in the shoulder, and yep. I presume that's to that's or broken movie, arms. That, a lot of broken that's that arms. Mo- yeah, there's that movie trope to think, oh well, if it's if it's up in the shoulder area, it might not kill you, even though it's poking out of his back. Anyway, having had that done, he's then flung off a platform that's at least a thousand feet high because it's floating in the sky over this moon. Uh, and after all that, they just pick him up. By the way, he's lying on the floor, and obviously he's virtually dead but he's not broken up in any way despite the fact he just fell a thousand feet yeah you know he's not uh, he's not pudding and apparently that's because he's got some sort of metal ports in his chest and so they pick him up and they manage to teleport his brain to the center of the galaxy to the region and he basically threatens him uh i'm thinking the guy's already dead i mean how much how much how much threat he's he's saying i will execute you and you will scream in pain it's like Guy, guy, you really should someone said, "Man, I just fell a thousand feet to survive." Dude, I just no, got really not... fucked up already. My body's <laughs> exactly. dead. I mean, that's right. Oh, but then, then of course, they bring him back to life because reasons. Because they and need the regent, him for part by the two. way, is the guy that kidnapped Cora to begin with. Yeah, only now he's got a beard. So yes, I know he's uh, evil time now. has passed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got an evil beard. This is yeah. It will. It was lit. It, it, apart from anything else, it's crass. I mean, there are a couple of. Uh, semi uh, implied or, or or rape on the way scenes in this that that are, are just you know there's literally a pretty girl there who is only there so she could be potentially raped, raped by the soldiers yes. so she could be saved from being yeah. raped and the, I mean, well and the, for the robot to go oh she's pretty and it reminds me of the princess so yeah. I'm going to go against my code that didn't let me kill anybody and I'm going to defend her and yeah, then I'm going to fuck off and I don't have any more to do with this movie. <laughs> Exactly. The only the interesting one. character That's in the entire a, yeah, thing no, exactly. is they, a and, robot that uh, not only you know, the only <coughs> the only character the only character in the entire movie who shows an iota of character development because he goes from I'm not going to fight back on anybody because I served the slain king to I am going to fight back on the soldiers because the uh, pretty girl kind of reached me and you think okay at that point now he's going to join and we're going to have like a, a a robot with conflicted programming that sounds interesting no he just leaves and literally you don't well, see him don't again don't forget the there's another the soldier movie. that actually steps up and tries to defend the girl yeah and he but I don't know what happens to him <laughs> He doesn't go anywhere either. Yeah, he's he just, behind he's, he's gone. As soon as his role in, in moving the plot forward to get her out of the village is over, he just disappears. <laughs> it's he's just gone. So, Nobody, never, never to hear from so again. Bad. It's and so it's bad. Cr- I, I, not only is it badly written and everything, you can sometimes, as, as I said with Battle Beyond the Start, sometimes you can, if the performances are up to scratch, um, and all of that, you can forgive bad effects. You can even f- forget, forgive some bad story and stuff like that. The problem with this is it's so crassly done. Yeah, it's so obvious that they, that actually they don't give a damn about the story. No, it's the story only exists to move you to the set pieces, and the set pieces are so crassly done. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's the worst of the worst. It is. It's it's worse. It's a even very some... pretty movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it, it's yeah. shot brilliantly, slow motion notwithstanding. Um, yeah, the design think... is pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, they, the, the big it, main bad guy starship is pretty freaking cool looking. It it is, but as I say, stolen from the Warhammer universe mm-hmm. where they've had those things for years. Um, but nevertheless, though I I have to say that final battle, I, it was just not only did you not understand uh, really the it motivation no of the people. You couldn't really understand who was who. It nope. just looked like two groups of people shooting at each other on the bridge. It actually lacked the epic scale that I think he was going for. Um, it really, it really, and, and because it, it takes place like up, up on platforms in the clouds, half the time you couldn't really Dark see clouds. what was going on. Yeah, it. I, I actually thought it looked really cheap because it looked like it was filmed on the soundstage, which it was. Yeah. Um, but it, it, they made it look like it was filmed on the soundstage. They yep. didn't kind of flesh it out at all um and yeah the whole thing just seemed completely pointless you don't care about these characters you don't care about what they're doing or why they're doing it it is it's worse to me than a movie made just for the money because at least the movie a movie made just for the money they're really trying to impress you because they want your money this 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 is like it's like a it's like you say it's like a bro passion project only given a huge budget where they don't even care about as, the money. As bad as oh, Justice only- League and what he did to the DC universe is completely ruined it. As bad as Justice League is and Batman versus Superman, 
This is by far his his worst work. This, this is much worse because this is, and this goes back to what I was saying about Sucker Punch, which had a very much very many of these problems: a plot that didn't make sense, yep. characters with no weird motivation. There's your problem. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's exactly it. Nobody said no to this guy. Yeah. Right. And and this thing is going to be a huge Netflix turkey. It's got terrible reviews. They cost spent a fortune on it. They're committed to the next one, right? Uh, and as I said, Snyder is a master at whipping up fan frenzy to basically say, well, if you don't like this, that's because they didn't let me make what I really wanted to make. Yeah. And it's just like, come on, man. Come on. With this and Sucker Punch now, we've seen that when you make your own stuff, it's terrible. Yeah. It's, it's the very worst of the dick-waving bro i think this is cool i can copy whatever i, I want i will say if, Zack schneider doesn't deserve to be a director anymore he's no. terrible at it i don't know yeah. how much more you have to let someone do i don't understand the Zack schneider fan club i really don't i think most of it was probably bots to begin with but beyond that I, I don't understand it. What, what's redeeming? It's terrible. Oh, well, I think, it's just I think, terrible. And I if he uses existing is, characters, he completely breaks who those characters are. I mean, yeah, Superman he, wants to stop Batman in, in Superman verse because Batman supposedly isn't a good guy. He's he's like killing bad guys and branding them. Uh, but he is. He actually is doing yeah. those things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, it's Well, if you look at, look at Zack Snyder's career... 300 actually was pretty groundbreaking in its day and yep. again it was it was quite a well for a start as i say he was adapting an existing story so he couldn't mess the story out that much and, and he was, it so was obsessed. focused on one character yeah one. And, but he was so he was so obsessed on the visual style that he didn't really mess with the plotting too much right. yeah then he did watchmen and it was kind of the same thing though even i would say even in watchmen as much as i enjoyed it it had some really crass moments in it the business it when they when they uh, i mean it was a scene from the from the comic book where they where uh, what's the name the batman guy and the other one have have sex in the uh, yep. in the in the fl- in the flying ship but you know what he he took that and he just made it worse yeah um so uh, yeah, I, much as I enjoyed Watchmen, and it was a it was a pretty good adaptation of something that a lot of people have thought was unfilmable. Um, you know, it wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Let's move and, off of this. I'm I'm completely yeah, bored talking about him at it's this just, point. Let's get to just, our bracket. Just terrible. Give this a miss. Yeah, yeah everyone, don't watch this. No, don't watch it. Yeah. Um, so when we left off on our bracket, we've got four winners: Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Deadpool from 2016. The 1998 Blade movie and Venom from 2018. Um, people are probably thinking, how did Venom win? If you know, you didn't listen to the last episode, it went against truly terrible competition. Yeah. This week, however, this episode, um, episode two of our bracket, a lot more challenging because we've got some really difficult, I think, battles here. And the first one is going to be Captain America: yeah. The First Avenger against. The 1991 film, The Rocketeer. This is not an easy contest to uh, me. Well, it does, I, th- I would say initially it doesn't look easy, but as soon as you start thinking about it, to me... Well, The is Rocketeer easy. is almost a perfect comic book movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, the characterizations... More than, more than that, even, it's... it's, it's the, the Rocketeer is like one of those Saturday morning Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers Absolutely, but in the very best ways. In the very, yeah, absolutely, it, and and you're right. It is almost a perfect movie. You know, it's got um, Jennifer Connelly when she was young. Um, yeah. The main character never really did much in acting after this. I mean, I no, know he was in but, things, but nobody really watched and it. Not only that, the Rocketeer was a really cool concept. It really it was, was an idea of you know in the forties with the Nazis, a guy finds a you know, gets a, a rocket pack, and it turns him kind of into a superhero. And what? How would that really. go down? No, but that's the beauty of it yeah. is that it doesn't turn him into all of a sudden, you know, a rock sucking superhero. He's still just a guy with a rocket pack, and it's how he uses that to kind of get the girl and beat the baddie in a way that actually is quite for, for some for a guy who's flying around a rocket pack is actually quite grounded. It, it is. is a great. It is a great movie. Um, I I seem to remember the director went on to much better things. 
Um, but you know, this is this is one of his early classics. And I don't and I think, think they this, did a um, a part two or anything of this. No, no, they didn't. It was standalone. In some respects, I like that oh, because I, I, I think do, I agree. I think it makes it a perfect story. It, I think it's timeless as well, and that yeah. you can watch it at any time, and it's not one of these like. Well, there's a reason this was popular in the 90s. You know, yeah. it was, it, it, it's definitely a, a, a time period movie, but yet it, it feels very innocent. It feels, and it's also fun when you watch yeah, it. It's, it's just a I really thought, I thought wholesome so. it's movie. By, it's directed by Joe Johnston, yeah. who's an awesome director. Yep. He's but done some great stuff. The other side of that is Captain America, the very first one, which is an awesome movie. It's yet another, you know, okay, it, it's a, you, you got to establish who he is. And, and I think they did a brilliant job with Steve Rogers in this movie. Um, well, this, uh, the special I, effects I, showing him I, as a weak guy, I thought, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And that he wants to fight for his country, but physically he's just not going to do it. When he jumps on the grenade, yeah. And, yeah. And it's completely unbelievable. No, well. Uh, I don't know if you realize this. This is probably one of the vagaries of, of the bracket. But Captain America, the first Avenger, was directed by Joe Johnston, who directed The Rocketeer. Oh, wow. There you go. Right? And, wow. and to me... Even bigger I think, intrigue. Well, yeah, well I, look, I, th- I think that's one of the reasons why the first... I remember before that came out, people were going, oh, you know, the origins of Captain America, that sounds a bit sucky, right? And one of the reasons it works is because... Much as he did with the Rocketeer, the whole period part of this is really, really nailed. Yep. You feel like this is how a super soldier would act in the middle of the Second World War. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, you have the perfect bad guy in the, a guy with a red red skull for a face who's a Nazi. Yeah. You have um, the, uh, the you have the uh, the foot one of the early Infinity Stones powering all the weapons and all of that. The whole thing, actually, again, is is really quite for again for a superhero movie it's really quite grounded and it's not and easy to make a, a, a an actor captain america no it really well, they, isn't they, they really i mean i mean i think chris evans really doesn't get his due as captain america in terms of i don't know i think act- he does he is really no, well, fantastic no, yeah, but I, I think role. i think as his acting job I, I, you saw him in earlier movies he was he was johnny storm in, in yeah. the fantastic four movie and he really wasn't that great in that no but he really nailed this you feel that it's like you say it's not just what you see with him throwing himself on the grenade and all of that you really feel that um that uh you know that steve rogers has these sensibilities and and that actually the most super part of him is his moral compass and his his judgment and his instincts rather than the fact that he's got the superpowers and that he's the perfect human in infinity Um, war when thanos is whoever they are is attacking the scarlet witch and vision and they're kicking their asses yeah and then captain america is standing there now from a power perspective he has zero chance against these right i mean these guys yeah. are kicking two of the most powerful avengers ass handedly but then captain america shows up and that changes everything that's because and of I the th- presence of chris exactly and 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 that's it and he that's exactly what he does and we we, we talked about in the last bracket when he does that fight scene in the elevator yeah where uh, effectively he's surrounded by eight guys and and they're onto him he's onto them and you know he he pulls off an an incredible sequence where he wins that fight and gets away and even the guys in in the scene are going i can't believe he just did that and you're absolutely right it's because his level of confidence in terms of he's always thinks he's the best person in the room and uh, Mm. he's not arrogant about it no i was gonna say he's not arrogant about it at all but he just kind of he has that quiet confidence of a of a real leader and all of that is something that really comes across in in the first avenger because you know he's it doesn't feel faked or forced at all no the character is treated as a joke treated is deliberately sidelined and he goes yeah i'm not going to stand for that the right thing needs to be done and he just goes away and does the whole sequence of him on the uso shows going out there and the singing and dancing and all that and railing the troops and troops are actually laughing at him they think he's a freaking joke because he is even though he has these uh, this He's a super soldier, and he's yeah. got great leadership. Um, it, I, 
how do you pick between these two movies? Because well, I, it's, I think it's quite easy. The Rocketeer is a great movie, but it's n- it nowhere as near as good as the first Avenger. The first Avenger, you said the Rocketeer is nearly a perfect comic book movie. It is. I would say the first Avenger is a perfect comic book movie. I'm not going to argue and, with you. I, it, to me, it's it's closer than you make it out to be as far as how good both of these movies are. Yeah, but well, the, what it comes down uh, yeah. to me is which one, if if I had to watch one of these movies right now, which one am I going to pick? I'm probably going to pick Captain America. And and not only that, Captain America, the, what they set up there lasted like six movies, six more movies. You know, um, and they actually develop that, his character really well. Exactly. Yeah. Between him uh, I, and Tony Stark, that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and sidelining both of them is, I think, one of the reasons that we have the problems in the Marvel Universe right now. You sidelined your two best characters. Yep. You made one of them old, and you killed the other one. It made yep. a great arc. It, it wrapped that up. But where do you go from here? You haven't spent the time to establish anybody on par with those kind of characters that's, i don't mean power sets the or problem. anything by i'm all, just talking all about the, yeah character development making you yeah. care about it and believe that this character exists kind by of thor is yeah. getting close to that but no not really no not really I, I you've by all means you know if you want to rest uh tony stark and uh and steve rogers that's absolutely fine but you have to put the effort in to Start setting up equivalent else. characters yep. and they have just haven't done that and that's no. what you're absolutely right it's one of the reasons why every other uh, i think they did the a really good job with miss marvel but they based her off of her uh, adoration of a terrible character and that's what gets us into our next match 2019 Smooth. captain marvel against 1989's tim burton's batman to me this isn't even close uh, i'd agree with you i love captain marvel more than you did uh, i didn't like um, it yeah i know you didn't i've watched it again and you know yes i like it less the more i watch it um but you know i did i did enjoy it at the time but man, I, I liked when, the, when I, the the 90s settings in it i thought that was kind of cleverly yeah, done yeah. but and i thought they did a great job of de-aging a couple of the characters yeah but it doesn't compare to tim burton's batman i mean that really was a game changer everything that we're talking about in in superhero movies now started and i'm not joking started at this movie some people say well superman in the 70s no no it started here because superman in the 70s had been and done and then superman again turned into a bit of a cinematic joke and well sort of in in in, in, when they did batman everyone thought oh superhero movies are just you know they're a bit of a dud and this if you were alive at, at in my at my age or David's age in eighty nine, we were just shy of twenty, right? Yep. Batman was everywhere. The biggest yeah. the biz, biggest guy in music at the time was Prince, no question. And he went all in on Batman on the soundtrack. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. All the toys, yeah. all the signs. That Batman logo was freaking everywhere, and it didn't but, go away. And and that's not and. That's not just because it. I mean, it was. Don't get me wrong. It's saturated marketing by uh, by Warner Brothers. But the reason that it worked is because the movie was so damn good. Yes. And the reason the movie is so damn good is because again, the writing and the casting is perfect. Jack Nicholson is the Joker. I mean, good lord. And but yeah. remember, this is pre-internet, so we didn't have the discussion boards of oh my god, Mister Mom's going to be Batman, Michael Keaton. Yeah. There's no way. But even then, some people said that at the time, and there was real skepticism when Michael Keaton was announced in the in the trade yeah. papers and everything about the fact that you know Michael Keaton's going to be Batman, and oh my God, he nailed it. Perfect. He, it was perfect he, casting. Nobody realized how great an actor he and was. And as bad as the Flash is, this new Flash movie, the only redeeming quality, the only reason that would make me go back and watch it, is him. Yeah. Let's because move on. He was, yeah, he was he, so good. Yeah. Yeah, he was so good. So that I mean, it's yeah, it's not even a contest, really. So the afraid. next one is probably my hardest. Yeah, the 2019 Joker movie with Joaquin, and then X Men First Class. I might, I think the X Men First Class might be the best X Men movie. I think so. I, I think it's I, just brilliantly done. It, the The dynamic between Xavier and Magneto. Yeah. Um, and, with and the for exception those, of the first for, X Men yeah. movie, when you see you know the camp and all that, um, it's just this movie is so good. 
is so this, just... this is the one this is the one which basically it tries to reset the X-Men yes. universe by going back and and showing It's the, the 1960s. X-Men. That's right. During uh, the missile get, crisis. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know what what was so great about this movie is is they because they were not tied to the continuity uh, and they were able to use younger actors. They really did a very good job at the reset. They did. Um, and and you see the rise of the X-Men in a way that really kind of made much more sense than than just existing previously. Um, and, yeah, again, great casting. We uh, I believe you know, all the characters. And you could feel yeah. their struggles like Beast with his big feet and stuff. He's embarrassed by him. Yeah. You know, um, it's just... Raven, uh, yeah, the, she's I think good. the the only uh, the the only characters I didn't like in this were I didn't like the um, what's his name um, Cyclops's father. Yeah, yeah, I I just thought he was kind of wasted. But it's his, um, technically it was his brother, but oh, oh sorry, brother. Thank yeah. I knew that's yeah. what I meant. Um, but uh, yeah, I just felt they didn't make the best of that. But the idea of of you know kind of this is when xavier has the idea of training these guys up and turning yep. them into a team and all of that is you know really good and then and of course they on the other side you had um kevin bacon playing the bad guy and he acts oh, out of his skin so in this so good yeah yeah he, <laughs> he, he really steals does. every scene he's in it's and yeah. it's not even close he's just yeah. so good in it so uh, and a cool henchman i love oh, i love yeah. they had uh what's his name um Kurt's father as the uh, yeah. as as the uh, the demon henchman with the yeah. teleport skills. It was it was it was just all great, and the, you know the special effects are fantastic. The set pieces really work, and you want to watch and, it again because you want to pick up some of the things you might have missed the first time. Yeah, and, but then and, and we having, switch over to the Joker man. I mean, yeah, this is an a, an Academy Award type of film. But here's the difference: yeah. if it wasn't called Joker, called it Clown, right? Yeah. It's the same movie. Yeah. Nobody wants, n- nor nobody needs the origins of the Joker. Yeah, I, well, I don't need it. Well, I, look, one of the things I think I love about Joker is they actually play with that. Is, you know, is this the origin of the Joker or is this a separate story? Is this really the Joker or is it somebody who inspires the Batman Joker? You don't really know. And, and like you say, in some respects, it doesn't really matter right but the problem is is does that make it it certainly does that make it a supervillain movie i don't know i don't know but it is yeah and it's brilliantly done i mean once again it's a set piece it takes place in the 70s and you really do feel like this is new york in the 70s they did such a good job you know the scene with uh, you know the the TV interview at the end of the movie when he goes out there because this TV guy keeps making fun of him, yeah. And he goes out there in full Joker regalia, and yeah. it it's so well done. I mean, there's not much I don't like about this movie. The fact that he has this girlfriend, this it's completely made up. It's all in his head. He's not yeah. actually going out with her at all. As great as I think this movie is, and I really do think it's simply fantastic, is it better than X-Men First Class, and do I want to watch it again? I would well, I would argue I, no. I would say, I, I would agree with you. I, I really love Joker, but I've never felt inclined to, to repeat watch it. No, if Whereas it's I on have, TV and I'm flipping channels, I don't think I'm stopping to watch it. No, I don't think so either. Um, you know, it is, and, and part of the reason for that is it's it's pretty intense. It's kind of hard going, um, and, and you know, and it's 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 thrilling to watch. But is it really enjoyable? Because I think that it makes part. you feel weird inside, and I think it's yeah, designed because to you, do that. Because you, you, I mean, it's such a good performance of a crazy yeah. guy. Yes. Yeah. That actually, um, it's uncomfortable you know, to watch. It's uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. So I, I, I think I'd have to give this to X Men. I'm with you. Well, yeah. we've been we've been uh, on the same side the whole time here. We've got one left, and I think we're probably going to be on the same side on this one as well. Mm, we'll see. Two thousand X Men, and this was the first X Men movie. This was finding Wolverine in the bar. Um, yep. You know, this is the beginning of this movie. Is yeah, arguably Patrick one Stewart. of the the well, no, the beginning yeah. of this. Remember, is Magneto. 
No, I, exactly. We see the birth of Magneto yes. in the camps. When, yeah, he, when, the, 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 when the Nazis camps. are pulling him away from his mother yeah. and he stretches out his hand and the whole fence bends in. What an amazing scene. And you really, I mean, this is a comic book yeah. movie, but man, you really feel it. You really, really do. Against and, and, yeah. 2016's and, and it, Doctor Strange. Right. So I, I, I know, I think I know where you're going with this. And I, I have a lot, X-Men really set up those characters in a way that was quite i mean they became iconic patrick stewart in the wheelchair magneto in the helmet uh you know saria mckellen in the helmet um uh and and uh of course Haley berry's you know, terrible in it hey well i i, I don't yeah, want this to is say this to. is a so perfect I, movie it's not the the third act yeah, is terrible i'm gonna say so so the three things that do this movie for me are patrick stewart in the wheelchair as mm-hmm. professor x magneto and then obviously hugh jackman as wolverine which is literally iconic and that is quite i i think it, the casting and the way he plays wolverine is virtually perfect yep yeah having said that i did not care for this movie really I didn't enjoy it very much at all i thought it was lacking in action I thought it was very talky and slow. I thought the plot was asinine. Yeah, because what the plot of this is that is that Magneto's going to steal Rogue's powers and use that to turn everyone into a mutant, yep. right? And the way they go about doing that just doesn't make sense. It had Sabretooth jammed in there for Reasons. just to give Wolverine somebody to fight. Yep. Yeah, uh, and, and I thought, actually, every time the X-Men go into battle, they kind of mess it up. Yep. I, I really didn't enjoy this movie, and I I found it hugely disappointing. And I've watched it several times since, and I've never changed my view. That the characterization for those three characters they set up were brilliant. Everyone else was terrible in it. Yeah, um, I agree with you. You know, uh, the guy the guy <coughs> they had the guy that plays Cyclops was useless. Yeah, he was terrible. Yeah. Um, ha- Jean as Grey you say, ha- was kind of fun, but I don't. I never bought her as Jean. You never Grey. bought. She was. She was too old for a yep. start, yes. and, and also as well. Yeah, I just never bought her. And then, and Jean Grey is an amazing character. They never really made good use of her powers. My only yeah. problem with How- this movie, honestly, the first time I watched it, is the X Men are already established, and I thought that was a mistake. Yeah, they should have held Wolverine yeah. until the next generation of X Men, which is where he I comes just, in the comic book. As I say, I just, I just thought half the X Men were duds. You know, even though these were great iconic comic book characters, I just thought they didn't work. And so, um, compared to Doctor Strange, which by no means is a perfect movie, but actually, in terms of setting up the idea of the magic universe for uh, for Marvel, I think it it was much more successful pick between these two i would pick dr strange i would pick i enjoyed X-Men. it more i i enjoyed it less because it, it felt like a very contrived story now it's important in fact i would say that his uh, dr strange's role in um the next thor movie was better i mean yeah. i completely bought that where he I'd, I'd, he yeah, keeps it's... messing with thor and filling his mug and making him go from one room to another and he knows where odin is Uh, that is way better but they didn't really establish that as powerful as dr strange is and thor and that's his next appearance they didn't really establish that that's who he really is in this movie he goes from being a doubtful guy to a little bit of training and then beating this guy with a trick on the time stone i mean I I thought that I found that much more believable because I, you, one thing we know about Stephen Strange is that you know he's a hard worker and he's very intelligent and I I thought his progression from being you know the neophyte student to um, to all of a sudden somebody who's actually very good at what he does he's still not the, the sorcerer supreme he's a long way from that and he never becomes it in the Marvel universe so far but I I Only thought technicality uh, according to him I thought uh, I thought his progression in his movie to somebody who could go toe to toe with Dormammu with a clever idea was actually but pretty you never, good uh, but see here's and the it, problem with him in this in, in this movie in general you never like Doctor Strange he's kind know, of a but, dick the entire but, movie but isn't he in the comics? Isn't he always a dick as well? I mean, isn't that part of? That's one of the reasons why. Uh, what's his name? The the guy the guy uh, the guy the the enemy in it. Um, Dormammu, the black guy. Oh no, yeah, not yeah. him. The, yeah? yeah, that's one of the reasons why he hates him because he doesn't feel he deserves what he's got, 
um, and he doesn't feel he appreciates what he's got. And that that's one of the reasons that no, he's that extremely he's a, arrogant. He's unlikable. Yeah. He's crass. And, uh, he's and, mean and to I people think, around him. I think we see again and again. I mean. Doctor Strange, having established him, he's much better as a side character because when we've seen him try and carry his own movies in the in the next one, it wasn't anywhere near as good. But you're right, he works really well as a side character yeah, in other movies. Yeah, he is not good as yeah. a main character. And and he continues to be played as, you know, somebody... An arrogant who, prick. Arrogant prick who often does things he shouldn't do and does them anyway and then has to clean up his own messes. Yep. And, you know, I think all of that's fine. I think the difficulty is we want Doctor Strange to be somebody who is not and um, that's why people sometimes don't like this movie but uh, as I say I I enjoyed it a lot more and I buy into it a lot more than I did with the first X-Men which for the reasons I've said Alright, so, so would... we're going to have to go to um, a coin flip Yep So I'm googling coin flip and <laughs> Alright, do you want this heads or tails? Possibly flip a real coin yeah you can't tails. you can't you got tails well it came up as heads all right you win then well so i won that one yeah but i think that this is uh good we're not yeah. always going to agree but x-men moves forward so uh on our next episode uh, or, or uh, no on our next episode we'll do this again because dr strange will wind back the time stone yes and, and we'll repeat and, it yep. until i get the result that's deserved yeah but rogue's gonna <laughs> steal his powers and do it back the other way so <laughs> Uh, the next episode, we're going to have Captain America, the Winter Soldier, against Deadpool. Ugh. That's going to be a hard one. Now it gets tough. Yeah. Captain America 1 against Batman. Ooh. Ooh. X-Men First Class against X-Men 2000. I think we know who's fighting <laughs> on that one. <laughs> yeah. Blade 1998 against Venom. Wow, that's not an easy one because they're both kind of shitty. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be uh, to be fair, Blade beat the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and Venom beat Judge Dredd. So, you know, I don't think either one of them is going to get past the next round. No, um, they, they both they both they got, both uh, have disqualification. Exactly. <laughs> Blade pulled a hammy. Um, <laughs> so that is going to be on the next Geeks Pub. I look forward to discussing it with David. Uh, we're getting, you know, well, we got. Uh, one, two, we got three more episodes before we crown our uh, champion of season one of the bracket. We're a lot of fun, David. I'm enjoying this idea. Yeah, it's good. I will see you here probably in a couple of weeks. And uh, yep. hopefully next week um, as we get ready to celebrate the new year on uh, Tech Fan. See you then. See you then. Bye.